Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And Lisa, we continue to work through this um, this system, this process, this simplifying strategy to get it on one page. We've talked a lot about it, and we're deep into uh, the final stages of this thing, and we're talking about resources. So under the umbrella of resources um, is what do you need, right? And so you've heard it before. I'm, I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, what do you need? Oh, anything, right? Anything? Oh, anything anything yes anything you need and then you go spend money and what happens oh my gosh someone comes back and says why did you do that why did you do that that i didn't know you were going to spend that much money what in the world oh i have a funny story here so with my wife Jana, for those of you um who are newly listening my wife's name is Jana, and she is a she's also a CPA, recovering CPA, but when um and she's fabulous with the budget. But on occasion, the budget gets away from her. And what I have found that works really, really well, it doesn't it doesn't support the overall goal I of, cannot our, wait of our to hear financial. This. So if I, if I see her like, hey, you know, seems like you know, we need to real you know, dial things back a little bit. And there's no sort of reaction. And I'll say it again. You know what I do? I am scared to ask. I go spend a freaking bunch of money. And she freaks out. She's like, oh my gosh. I was like, well, looks like our budget needs a little attention, don't you think? She's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look how much money you spent. I outspend her. I'm not wait, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. I'm not recommending you outspend yeah. her so that she suddenly goes, wait, I'm getting in trouble with the budget. No, no, Somehow no, not, this not, is some not, strange, no, twisted no, sense of financial fiscal no, responsibility. Not, not, she's not not that she's saying not not that she is. It's an overall awareness to the budget. It's sort of like if you're if you're going through it yourself, it's hard to see it, right? But if you are if there's two people responsible and the other person is like, now it's not, she's not the one being unwieldy. It's me. <laughs> it's me. And she's like, I got to contain that. Right? I still think this is some twisted sense of it's fiscal. It's not twisted. It's fun. <laughs> for a very short period of time. For, yeah. And then we got it. Then, then we got it like, all right, let's, let's, and it's like a challenge. Yeah. When you could just maybe moderately spend along the way we and stay within budgetary guidelines without is... some dramatic intervention. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> she is fabulous at doing that. I'm talking like, uh, well, with our house. When we redid our house, um, 
Yeah, I kind of, I kind of blew the budget. Yeah, that yeah. does not surprise me. Yeah, but anyway, but it's um, done, and once it's, it's done, done, I kind of feel like house budgets are a little bit different in that once you buy like a dining room table, you're gonna keep that dining room table for I don't know, theoretically thirty or forty years. You should invest in a nice table. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit different, I think. A little bit different. Anyway, anyway, I'm not recommending that as a family strategy. We did not learn that from Dave Ramsey. Um, it's not a, but it's sort of, it's sort of like, wow, okay. It's sort of that shock to the system. In your business, however, we don't recommend that you do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't take uh, my 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 internal uh, methods at home. And apply this to your business. That's yeah. not the point. But we are talking about cost benefit. Yes, we're talking we are. about the resources. And I'm glad you brought the um, the spending on a house. A cost benefit analysis for spending on a house. That's that's a pretty. That's not a bad investment because it's it's your home, and you're going to get a return on that home later on. Now, how does this relate to your strategy? How does this relate to uh, getting things done faster, smarter, better in a simple, practical, and actionable way? Well, I think that one of the things with cost benefit and resources and telling people they can do whatever is that you, as a leader, you really don't mean that they can do whatever they want. You are assuming that they are going to, and assume is a bad word, you're assuming that they are going to do what needs to be done. But this is where the gap in expectations be sometimes begins. So let me ask you a question. Why do you think that a... A CEO or a business leader, when they say, hey, whatever you need, why do they say that when they know internally they have some, they have something? Well, I, they have something in mind. It's not anything. I think it's a couple of different well, reasons. Well, let me say it before you do. Never mind. You I'm no, not no, going no, to no. say anything. Carrie's going to answer this no, question. No, it no, was I'm rhetorical. Not. No, I'm not. No, I just want to say in their heads, it's not everything and it's not nothing. Oh, they have in their head what they believe it is going to take to get a project done. They've thought through that. The problem is they don't always communicate that with their employees because they don't really know, right? The they want, yeah, exactly. And, and so I think that's part of it. And then the other part of it is I think there are times when we as leaders don't understand the amount of time or money that it's going to take to get something done. And so in our heads, we have an unrealistic expectation of cost. And mm -hmm. I think that's sometimes where you're caught unaware, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is why doing a cost-benefit analysis, having your employee do a cost-benefit analysis and come and bring you recommendations so that there can be an informed decision is critical piece in getting things done. I'm glad you said critical because in the critical thinking questions that we've talked about already, when you go through that process, you help them think about what they'll need. And when you help them think about what they need, what they'll need, then they can go and do that analysis. They can't do it beforehand. No. They, unless you unless you help them think about that. That creates accountability and you build that in across the organization. And that is what this sort of just nuance of cost-benefit analysis can can do, and we're and it can get it can get very uh, formulaic. Wow! Nice use of the word formulaic. 
That was good. Thanks. You you always seem surprised. Not always. Well, when someone says "wow," (laughs) (laughs) it typically means anyway. It can it can it can be uh, can come across as formulaic, where it's just a calculation. It's not because when you're talking about breaking new ground, when you're talking about implementing strategy. You start with assumptions. You can you never start if you wait for all of the answers. So you have to start with assumptions. One of those assumptions is how long is it going to take and who are you going to need? Okay, actually that's two, two of those assumptions. Okay, so but the how long it's going to take and who you're going to need that's a constant uh, measurement. Measure that over and over and over again because uh, if you're going to put more into it, there should be more benefit that's coming out of it, right? Theoretically. In theory. In theory. Which, speaking of theory, do you know where the whole cost-benefit analysis theory came from? I have no idea. I thought I created it. Okay. So uh, in the uh, early 1800s, there was a French engineer who wasn't really an economist or anything like that and he was working on a bridge project and he is the first one that really sort of created this theory of analyzing cost benefit and ROI and all of that and he put his theory together it was sort of how much to charge in terms of tolls to cross the bridge and to help pay for the bridge and things like that so he's the first one that ever sort of used that theory and then of course, Alfred Marshall, who was a renowned economist, who wrote a book, what is it called? The Principles of Economics in like 1848. He's the one that actually refined it and it became um, utilized in how people deal with projects and workflow. And Yeah, that's so good. That's, I know, that, it was that's, a geeky No, no, that deep history is good. Thing. Here's why, because when he's talked about uh, the cost benefit uh, and, he's t- and, and how much to charge, Here's what you can't do. You can't spend a bunch of money and then based on how much you spent, charge somebody to, to, to make sure that you make a profit. Don't work that way. No. Would be nice. Just doesn't work that way. Right? So what really what we're talking about is both a top down and a bottom up approach. Nice. Yeah. Yes, right? it where, is. That is where this overall, hey, here's where we're gonna go as a business leader. Here's where we're going. I, I know I don't have all the answers. And then from, from the team that's sort of in the trenches, hey, challenge them with what are you going to need? And then, by the way, help me collectively. Let's do this together. Let's do this cost-benefit analysis together. Wow. Very, Should we sing Kumbaya? I think so. That was very <laughs> team-oriented of you. Yes, yes, and it helps people prioritize effectively. Yes, right? it does. So let's talk about how you do that with your team, because I think that giving them the framework on how the parameters around which to develop sort of a project profile to define the resources that they need they need that help thinking through that. And then they can go and, and figure out the skills required and the experience required and the sort of the, the budget that might be required and do a 
comparison of that and then bring it back to you so that you can, they can go, okay, here's what I've done. Here's the analysis. If you have taught them or ask the critical thinking skill questions that we've talked about in the past, they hopefully have applied that themselves to what they're working on and can bring back a recommendation and support it with why they made that choice. Yes. Yes. Because when you measure milestones along the way, you're not just measuring cost. You're also measuring benefit. And we can tend to think, well, how much have I spent? And that's not the true measurement. The true measurement is a combination of how much we spent and how much are we getting for what we spent. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have another story? Or do you have a story? Well, do I have a story? I put you on the spot completely. You did put me on the spot completely. But I think that in doing that, it... So one of the things when, as a recovering banker, we had to do is look at the different divisions that operated within the institution. And at one of the institutions where I was, there was a division that was high profile, but really wasn't making money. It, it really wasn't doing what it needed to do. And so the CEO charged three of us, and we literally went and sat in a room one day and did this cost-benefit analysis. And at the end of it, we made a couple of recommendations, but looking long-term into the strategy of the institution, we could prioritize sort of where this division would land and whether or not long-term it was a good idea. And I think that our recommendation was it was never going to really be a good idea and that the only reason to do it would be for reputational sort of you, you're supposed to do this. Um, it was a very difficult thing to justify, to justify. Yeah. yeah that won't last. It, it Exactly. And I, but I think that when you do a cost benefit analysis, sometimes it's a shocker. You know, yeah. everybody thinks, Oh, this is a done deal. This is easy. But if you really get dig down deep into it and how it fits into the strategy of the organization as a whole, which, you know, that's what we've been talking about for weeks and weeks now is what's that overall objective. And if it doesn't fit with the long-term strategy, it's hard to justify that mm -hmm. and to make mm -hmm. that sort of analysis and recommendation. I think a lot of companies don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you, you know, the resources you'll need to deploy your strategy effectively is, is essentially what we're talking about. I've got a, a story of two really big software companies that did it different ways. But the point is that it's got to be ingrained in who you are, in your DNA of your strategy. Um, that gets into the benefit that you expect. And the story goes that uh, as Bill Gates was rolling out the Windows product, he, was, he wanted it to be everywhere fastest. He wanted it to get deployed everywhere fastest. On the opposite end of the spectrum is Apple, and they wanted perfection, precise. Both worked. So unfortunately for our listeners, we don't have the answer for you because we don't know your strategy yet. Nice. We'd love to. We'd we love would. to have a conversation about your strategy because it matters. 
it matters. Resources, uh, I think, I mean, it's in our name, right? I think the resources you bring to bear to get done what you want is the most important part of strategy. Now, there are plenty of people that would absolutely argue that all day long. But I would say that you can have a perfect strategy. It can be literally the best strategy ever made. And if it doesn't get implemented, it's the worst strategy ever created. And I think that that's one of the things that we see when we talk to people is that we talk to um, business owners or team leads in a company and, and they're frustrated because their strategy isn't being integrated throughout the whole organization. And it's because they haven't, they, they haven't analyzed the resources and the timeline and what does it take to really get this done? But I think the root, yes. And. But I think, yes, and I think the root cause of that problem is that the business owner, it's in their head. I mean, this, the Caged Vision podcast, everything we've been talking about for the last 18 episodes or so, give or take 18, um, is that if it's, if you have the idea, if you have the idea and it is crystal clear to you, but no one else can see it, guess what? It's caged. You have to get it out of your head. You have to get it in a simple, practical, and actionable format so that your team can then see it and then say, oh, here's where I think we need a little help. That's the resource component, right? Hey, I think it's time for a, a, a commercial from our sponsor, Cypress Resources. I really like the fact that we are our own sponsor. It's kind of fun. Anyway, listen, we have an upcoming series we're talking about unlocking potential. So we started this podcast with all about potential, unlocking the potential, your caged vision. And then we went into, hey, even if you've already got a business and you have the strategy, it's just locked in your head. That's also caged vision. And now we're going into, you have a, an existing business, but you really want to know how money works in your business. And by that, I mean, how do, what is the most profitable thing for me to work on and what's scalable? Because it's not fun going to work and not making money. Oh, no, that's right? not fun at all. So we're going to do a series that's all about the revenue that you want. Everybody wants revenue that's profitable and scalable. They may not use those terms because those are sort of financial terms and geek terms, but everybody wants something where they make the most money and they don't have to repeat it every single time and it works. So that's what we'll be talking about. Thank you to our sponsor, Cypress Resources. Now back to the show. <laughs> Well done. Yeah. Well done. You're corny, but that's fine. All right. We have takeaways? Uh, we do have takeaways. And uh, as you are talking to your employees about what are the resources that are required, I, I think that a leader has to get out of their own way and get out of their own head and really sort of give them some parameters. So the first thing would be you've got to establish a framework, a project profile of what is your expectation of what is going to be happening at the end of this project. What do you believe needs to occur? Yes, and I think we should add, um, we have a project profile that we recommend. We can add that as a download for you guys. For we show, can, yes. That's a great idea. some organizations create um, business, they spend three weeks trying to figure out what they're going to work on. Listen, we're all about one page. Maybe it's because I, I lose track after one page, but we're all about one page. You can summarize where you're going without writing a dissertation. 
That's the point, right? Project profile. Thank you. Yeah. Project profile with supporting documentation. Of course. But as a leader, you really don't, a lot of times, well, I don't really want to see the 5,000 ways you came up with the recommendation that you were making. I want to know that you did it. But at the end of the day, I want to know what's your recommendation and, you know, how does this affect our overall timeline, you know? Yes. And when you create that, that culture of accountability in your team, Right. You are relying on them to give you answers. If you're if you're a business leader and you're in the weeds, you're telling your team, I don't trust you enough to provide me with the information I need to make a decision. And that's a problem. It's a big problem. And we see it a lot by managers. So if you sort of work with your team and communicate with your team, then this shouldn't be a problem. Then you're going to identify the costs, identify the benefits. You're going to prioritize the resources that you need in the order that you need them. That includes what skills are required, what experience might be required. I love your example of this on um, the uh, the LinkedIn post that you did recently where um, – I'm looking at her. It may like, not have uh, been posted. I guess we haven't. Have we, it's, well, I don't know, we but I, I write these things and I forget them. <laughs> Really? Because I thought it was really good. Okay, what did I say? Well, you you talked about the fact that if you needed a, a... like a typing project oh, to get yeah, yeah, done, yeah, right, right. Yes. you know, it really wouldn't matter to you if they typed a hundred words a minute or 30 words a minute or just get it done. Yeah. But if, <laughs> but if you were, you know, a NASA launching a satellite, skills and experience would kind be would be kind of important. Yeah, yeah. So really sort of analyzing what skills, what experience, what what do you need to have in the resources that you're vetting? And I thought that was Yeah, just, when you when you're bringing in I think in that It's a simple example of you, what we're trying to say. Yeah, and I think what we what we focus on are strategic resources. So we're not just talking about plugging a hole and and um, you know helping out with some filing and some things that are nuanced. We're talking about strategic resources, in which case there's going to be a cost. There also is going to be a benefit. You're not just plugging a hole. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, you're welcome. Um, we are going to put a link, I guess, to the project profile in the show notes. Yes. You did we do three takeaways already? Go through them already. Did Framework. I lose them? Uh, identify costs, cost. benefits, analyze, and make a recommendation. Analyze, make a recommendation. That goes for the team. We're talking to the team. We're talking to the leader. That's where you're merging in the middle. Hey, listen, if you want continued encouragement and confidence in your business, keep listening. If you want our help with that, we'd love to have a conversation about that. Go to Cypress. That sounded like Cypress. It was. It wasn't even Cajun. Cybers. It was just sort of. We're not cyber people. We're not cyber people. Go to cypressresources.com, and there's a button. Get started, and that's where you get started. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>